Wait, did you say one or zero? Is <laughs> that three, two, one, Shut go, or three, two, yeah, go on one? Go on one, Shut or three, two, I don't know. Both of you can kiss my ass. All right, welcome back to the South End Zone here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. That's Eric Mulher. That is the mad Hungarian himself, Timmy Popovich. Boys, oh man, I'm still hungover from week one. Eric, have you gotten over week one yet and all the madness? Not really. It was it was a long, long weekend. I don't. I think I'm going to need more than one day to decompress from five days of college football. <laughs> it really, it really is crazy, man. Like I, I haven't even like dive like been able to dive into week two yet. It's just like I'm still been thinking about all the crazy shit that happened this weekend. Timmy, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. Just like you guys, uh, I feel like I woke up with a hangover after like drinking for 14 consecutive hours, just like in a <laughs> football induced, you know, trance for five days, basically. Uh, I flipped on the, uh, the game last night and my old lady's like, are you fucking kidding me? What game is on tonight? And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of got the same thing at home. I'm sure a lot of people did. And uh, they, man, I got to say, week one did not disappoint, boys. It was just absolute madness from the start on Thursday night with the backyard brawl all the way to, you know, basically halftime of last night. It was just complete and utter madness. So we have a shit ton to get to, so we are going to jump right into it this week. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go over our uh, segment that we did, Fortune Favors the Degenerate. We're going to go over some of those picks and uh, look at what happened, talk about them a little bit, and then we will move on to our actual picks review from last week and score ourselves. And then we will take a break and move on to next uh, week two, eventually. <sighs> okay, so jumping right into it. Timmy, I know your blood's about to start boiling. The first one we talked about in Fortune Favors the Degenerate was Appy State and North Carolina. 63-61 to 61 final score. Timmy and Eric, both of you guys sort of liked App State to win that game, and I, I liked the over, and I actually bet the over um, because it was free money. But uh, not a shred of defense in that game. Timmy, my only issue is that, like, Mac Brown seems happy about this like he seems like he's dancing after the game after his team gives up a 61 spot like am i the only one that like feels like billy bean where i I should walk in and jeremy giambi's dancing and be like get down from there i mean talk to me about this game 61 to 63 exactly like when i saw the video of him dancing with the players in the locker room like my eyes rolled over backwards inside of my head like five different times looked like a fucking slot machine like i don't know how you can have that kind of performance and then have that kind of celebratory attitude in the locker room after afterwards but you know whatever you know to each their own But like you said, not a shred of defense in that game. And to be quite honest with you, App State should have won that game. The debacle with the onside kick and his team being too brain dead to sit on the ball, they fucking take it all the way back for a score and give App State another opportunity. And lo and behold, they punch it in and just couldn't get the two-pointer in there to, you know, make it a a victory for him. But, yeah, whatever. They'll get theirs later. (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty crazy but i I, i'm with eric i think uh app state probably should have won and i think they should have been favored i mean eric what did you have any major takeaways from that game 
other than it was awesome no not really um just the the holy crap factor in that game i don't know that we're gonna i don't know that we're gonna top it this year you know 62 combined points in the fourth quarter they, these teams scored three touchdowns in the last 35 seconds like it was just you know, i i thought someone was gonna kind of break away and and seal it like four different times no it, it was wild mm. uh real quick timmy me and you kind of uh noted that we were not really that impressed with drake may after the win over florida uh, florida and m i'm starting to maybe sway that a little bit i think drake may have the goods man like he, i think he might be good <laughs> i think we might have missed on that he, he seems like he's legit i'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit i mean when you give up 60 some odd points your defense is not good so i'd like to see him against some actual real competition before you know, I sway one way or the other. Maybe I was a little bit too hard on him after the first week when they played against FAMU and the Water Boys, but he's somewhere in the middle is probably the right answer. Hmm. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know that there are any real defenses in the ACC after what I saw this weekend, minus Clemson, maybe Florida State. But we'll, we'll get to all that. Uh, next game on the docket, uh, I've got to read an email before i talk about this game oh yeah so our our uh our favorite listener that damn guy he uh he had to write in and lend some perspective from uh, a notre dame fans view here so he writes in south end zone pod guys ohio state rode the wave of home field advantage and some late game playmaking congrats to them but we are the best team on their schedule Starting this week, let's play the same record we've been playing for a decade. Track one, (laughs) Ohio State plays bad opponent. Track two, media drools all over them for 10 weeks as they light up the scoreboard. Track three, Ohio State plays solid opponent and loses. My team needed one big play in the fourth quarter and we came up short. I can own that for the first game of the season under a new coach. Coach Freeman will have these guys ready for the playoffs. And here are some free money picks for this weekend. Oh, oh boy. Let me get my pen. Yeah. Texas plus 20 against Alabama. Yikes. That was just straight spite right there. He's not serious. Yeah, he can't be. Florida minus five and a half against Kentucky, which, I mean, whatever. And then Tennessee Pitt under 68. Go Irish. (sighs) Well, with that being said, Eric and I sort of liked Notre Dame plus 17 on this game uh, when we talked about it last week. And Timmy leaned OSU, but he wasn't really laying to, willing to lay the minus 17. I mean, kudos to Notre Dame. I mean, they fought hard. Their defense looked great for most of the game, especially the defensive line, I think. They looked ferocious, and they kept C.J. Stroud off balance for, I would say, the better part of three quarters. But, Timmy, you called it, man. You, you called it in the group chat like an hour before the game that Notre Dame would run out of gas, man. I mean, the, what what were your takeaways on this game? Well, first of all, I'll say that Notre Dame did acquit themselves very well, right? And they do have a very, very good defense, like we all agreed, right? But at the end of the day, whether or not that's the best team that Ohio State plays this year or whether that's the best defense that their offense plays – they still put up 21 points, right? 
I think that Ohio State's offense left a lot on the field, and that's not necessarily representative of what they're going to be the rest of the season. I mean, Njigba was banged up most of the game, so you got to factor that in a little bit too. But like I said, I don't want to take anything away from Notre Dame. I thought they played well, but once again, quarterback play is what kept them you know, from ultimately being a real contender in this game. But the unfortunate news for that damn guy is, is if it comes down to it at the end of the year, Ohio State's going to hold this, you know, head-to-head victory over Notre Dame's head, and it may end up costing them a playoff spot. So, mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that you know, you never know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of tests Ohio State's going to get down the stretch. I mean, outside of Michigan, I mean, none, none of the other teams have looked great to me thus far. So we'll see. Eric, what was your takeaway from Ohio State and Notre Dame? Kind of echo Timmy's thoughts. I didn't watch very much of that game. I turned it on at the beginning of Ohio State's last scoring drive to to go ahead and put that one away. So I didn't. I saw maybe a quarter of it. But just in general, I think Notre Dame will be fine. They're still going to win probably 10 games. I don't think they have anything, anything to hang their heads about. And I was more impressed with Ohio State's defense than I thought we might be. Uh, particularly their run defense is much improved and kind of in the good column for them is, you know, they won that game by just not being soft. Like that was their thing last year when they just, they went up against a couple of teams and just got run over and, and sort of, I don't want to say rolled over, but they just, they couldn't come up with an answer. They were in a similar situation this weekend and found a way. So congrats to them. Well, I think I think bottom line it boils down to Notre Dame just didn't have the dudes on offense. I, I think they just they don't have the kind of athletes out wide and they don't have the quarterback. So it just like Timmy said, you know, that Notre Dame just kind of ran out of gas there at the end and Ohio State was running it right at them and they couldn't stop it. You know, Williams was just ripping off five, six, seven, eight yards of carry. You know, they just got out-athleted, I guess is a good way to put it. So I, I agree that Notre Dame doesn't have anything to head their, hang their heads about here. I think they should be favored in every other game they play on their schedule. So that'll be interesting. I don't know. I mean, we might see them at the playoffs at the end of the year. We'll see. Uh, Okay, moving forward a little bit. Now, this one's going to be quick. Uh, Oklahoma State... <laughs> And Central Michigan, we all liked Gundy, minus 22 here, after what they did to him a few years ago. And FYI, they were up 55-15 to 15 at one point in this game. And apparently when that happened, the defense just went to the locker room and forgot there was the rest of the game to play because they let uh, Central Michigan score like 29 points in garbage time and did not cover uh, minus 22. So shocking revelation that Gundy does the opposite of what I think he will do. Nice defense. And gave up 424 yards to uh, Central Michigan's quarterback, Daniel Richardson. You kidding me? Does not great, Bob. Uh, Jim Knowles not being there. Glaring difference in last season. I, I think their defensive line is still good, but man, they got they got some problems on the back end. They're going to have to work out before they get into conference play. It's, uh, it's not good. Oh, man. Speaking of teams that need to fix some things before conference play, uh, NC State and ECU. Man. Okay. Now, I said last week that this line at 12 and a half was a bit steep. Timmy, NC State deserved to lose this game. If I'm the head coach there, I'm like firing my offensive coordinator yesterday. And on top of that, man, like, this, oh, Jesus, this poor East Carolina kicker, man, not only did that kid miss the game tying extra point, <laughs> then he misses the game winning field goal. Like, I couldn't feel worse for the kid, but man, NC State. 
they looked like garbage. I mean, did they not? Am I crazy, no, Timmy? I mean, not to take anything away from East Carolina, because like I've said multiple times before, I mean, that squad is always very scrappy. I've watched them a lot over the years, and they usually always have a good team. I think their head coach actually used to coach at uh, James Madison when he made them into an FCS juggernaut winning national championships and shit. So he knows what he's doing. But, yeah, NC State did not deserve to win that game. And, you know, short of a, a shitty college kicker missing a couple of kicks, they'd, uh, they'd be toting a black eye right now. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I, I mean, North Carolina and North Carolina State both deserve to lose this weekend. Eric, did you catch any of ECU and NC State? Just the highlights after the fact. <sighs> Man. I mean, I, Devin Leary, he was missing throws. Not good. I, I, I I don't know what they're doing on offense. I really don't. Like, I, I just don't understand it. Their offensive scheme is pathetic. Uh, it just doesn't It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, you need to be letting just – let Devin Leary, like, take the handcuffs off of him, man. Let him sling it around. Like, I just – I don't understand what they're trying to do, and it doesn't make any sense. It's like, let's just put the handcuffs on Leary and not let him do his thing. They need to just let him cook for a bit and see what happens. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> NC State got a lucky win, and they're still in the mix. So, we'll see. Uh, Eric, I'm coming to you on this one. BYU and USF, you and I lo- both loved BYU here, and you said they would grind USF into dust. So, I don't think I it's even remote. Yeah, it-, it wasn't even remotely surprising to me. And to me, it was free money for anybody who bet that at 11 and a half. So, kudos to BYU for going down there and taking care of business. Um I don't, I don't think there's anything major to take away from there. But BYU does have a big game this week at home against Baylor, and we'll get to that in a bit. And now, Eric, another good call from you. Uh, Coastal Carolina minus two versus Army. You liked them to cover and win in that game, and that's exactly what happened, 38-28, to 28, and a hard-fought win over Army, man, for the, the teal urinator himself, Grayson McCall. Yeah, I didn't actually see any of that one either, unfortunately, but um... – I didn't love that. I wasn't like confident enough to actually pick it or lay money on it, but I did, you know, that was a gun to my head type of thing, but I, I just, I can never bring myself to bet against coastal. My soft spot is too big. I also piss teal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know. All right. So last few here, South Carolina and Georgia state. Uh, I liked them to cover 12 and a half here and Timmy liked South Carolina to wreck them. And that's pretty much what happened. They uh, took care of business with a 35-14 to 14 win, albeit with a, a bit of a slow start. Uh, you know, Georgia State was actually winning that game, you know, late in the first, but uh, South Carolina got it together and pulled away and took care of business there. And then, uh, Eric, you liked uh, Mississippi State at home, minus 16. You liked them to cover there, and your prediction was correct. Uh, you said they were going to keep chucking it around even if he was up 32, and that was a good call. Because uh, Will Rogers threw for 450 yards and five touchdowns and a 49 to 23 win, so easy cover and uh, interesting game for Mississippi State this week. They play on the road at Arizona. Uh, I mean, if Timmy's prediction, which is already burnt, they're 0 and 12. I mean, who knows? Could be an interesting game. Yeah, that's that's not the only prediction they burned this weekend. <laughs> yeah, indeed, which we will get to. And then, uh, okay, last two here are Washington and Kent State. Uh, We did not – we were not correct on the uh, 
Kent State covering plus 23 and a half. Washington managed to barely cover that uh, by 25. So they did not make the same mistake they made last year when they lost to Montana. Hey, but Michael Penix Jr., welcome back, man. Uh, Yeah. That kid had a game. Yeah, it's really nice to see him playing well. Makes you wonder what kind of shit's going on at Indiana if that guy was so bad last year and shows up at Washington under Kalen DeBoer and actually looks good. I don't know. Pretty crazy. And then the last one on the docket for Fortune Favors the Degenerate was uh, Timmy handed me OU minus 31 versus UTEP. I liked OU to cover that, and they did. And I actually uh, fired off a couple of live bets on that game uh, when it got down to like 28 and a half, and uh, they came through for me there. So with all that being said, oh, geez, do you have do you guys have anything to add to this segment before we get into the actual picks review for week one? Jeff Brom blew it. Did anybody see that game? <laughs> Oh man, Purdue and uh, I, yeah, let's let's actually talk about that for a minute because none of us picked that game. Has anyone on this podcast or any of our listeners, if you've ever seen worse game management than we saw at Purdue Thursday night, then please feel free to, to send us a DM or an email or something because Eric, I, I don't understand. I still don't understand. I mean, break it down for me. I know you've got the numbers in front of you. I I don't have the exact numbers, but I can tell you that Purdue led by three with six and a half minutes left, and they had the ball. In the last six and a half minutes, they they actually had two separate possessions. In those two possessions, they ran 14 plays with a three-point lead. 13 times, they passed. So, you know, you have have to punt at the end, um, and Penn State goes down, and Sean Clifford, who was not great the other night and doesn't appear to have improved since 2019 when he became the regular starter, uh, leads him down and throws a touchdown when both teams should be in the locker room by that point. Um, I, I was just stupefied. I was sitting there watching, like, am I am I watching the correct sport? Like, what what even is happening? I just, I, I didn't get it. Yeah, Penn State's Twitter was dragging his carcass up and down the street, man. They were not happy with him. Well, they shouldn't be. I mean, they had the game. They had it. All they did was like run the ball, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? And not only not only were they not running the ball, Aiden O'Connell's like running for his life back there and throwing into triple coverage and they're ahead. It's like they were playing like they're behind. I'm like, coach, have you looked at the fucking scoreboard? I I'm at a loss. Yeah, I'm not saying like hand it to the fullback up the middle three times and then kick. I'm just saying if you fine, if you want to pass because you think that you're working some quick slants or a screen here, but it's you know running three verticals and why? Like what the hell for? I got nothing on that. It's weird. Purdue should have won that game and they choked it off. And I, I've you know good on Sean Clifford for driving him down the field there at the end and getting the W, but. <laughs> That I've never seen some shit like that before. I, to be honest, if you're if you're gonna ask me, I think Jeff Brom's been gonna be coaching elsewhere next year, and I'm gonna get to why here in just a second because we are going to review the picks. All right, so whew, all right, I'm gonna start with the picks champ, the defending picks champion, Eric Mulher. <sighs> Not a. Not a not an ideal start for our boy here. Our our picks had champ. a very uh, Scott Frost esque first week, I guess we'll say. 
Yeah, that's that's putting in a nice way. And speaking of that, I mean, Eric, I'm I'm with you. I, I mean, there's been some serious disrespect going on in the group chat today by Timmy just dropping the hammer on you, man. Like giving you a hard time. Like I tried to get him to take it easy, but he's just not ha- he's not having it. My only thing was like, just stop acting like you didn't go zero and four twice last year. That's all. Hey. Hey man, just gotta get my shots in when they're available. That's all. <laughs> okay. Now, when you when you went zero and four last year, I do specifically remember saying like, I'm not gonna give you too much grief because I think I feel like zero and four is just waiting around the corner for any of us. And and, and you know, and here we are. Uh, yeah, it's a mix of a couple of bad picks and frankly some bad luck. So you know, it's just like uh, I'm in uh, Utah, Oregon, Notre Dame type mode, whereas you know, hey. Didn't didn't go my way. It's a long season. Uh, I can't overreact, and just got to keep uh, keep plugging away at it. Speaking of overreactions, so your first pick here, Louisville minus four and a half against Syracuse. What in the actual f? I've looked at this. I don't understand it. Like what the like Malik Cunningham looked terrible. Their offense couldn't do anything. I mean, they couldn't do diddly yeah. poo. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. They just, they looked completely inept offensively. Syracuse dominated the game from minute one. I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, what is going on there? I, I thought that was a lot. I, I don't know. Scott Satterfield is, boy, he, he's got some stuff to fix, or he's going to be another guy who maybe finds himself on Zillow at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Wait for Jeff Brom to be coaching there next year, by the way. Uh, now, your next pick, oh, man, this was a backdoor cover by <laughs> – or well, this was a backdoor over. Uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech under fifty and a half. Uh, your boy Clubnick drove him down the field and scored with I believe a minute thirty left to make it forty one. Minute twenty, to minute 10. thirty. Yeah, so that that was a that was a hard luck. Uh, you know, over there. I I don't think anybody would fault you for taking the under there, given that uh, nobody expected Georgia Tech to score. I don't think I've ever seen a more disgusting forty one offensive performance from anybody i'm just gonna say that yeah that's that's kind of what it was, I was somewhat underwhelming at. yeah it, it was i mean clemson dju after about three series of him i mean you boys remember i put it in the group chat i was like i'm done with him like I, I mean i predicted this guy to win the fucking heisman trophy last year and i thought to myself oh well he's lost 30 pounds he's got another year in the system maybe he's got his confidence back he's playing a warm-up team in georgia tech you know, surely they'll come out and take the handcuffs off of him, whatever. No, he looked like absolute garbage. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, I know he's got like the guy's dripping with athletic ability. I get that. But he just can't do it, man. He can't read the defense. You know, he's running for his life. He's holding the ball too long. I think they need to make a change. I mean, am I crazy for thinking that, Timmy? Absolutely not. I mean, I didn't watch the end of the game because it, it had got to that point where I was like, yeah, there's just no point in watching it anymore. But, you know, going back and looking at the highlights, Klubnik took him down there with ease the last, you know, drive of the game and looked like he knew what he was doing the whole entire time. And it was like, well, where the hell was this for 90% of the game? I mean, if I'm Dabo Sweeney, I, I'm taking a hard look at starting Klubnik next week. You know, DJ's final stat line comes out basically respectable. It's just the first handful of series. He just didn't seem comfortable. And then as the game got on, he looked a little more comfortable and confident and really started letting it go a little bit. He, I mean, even with his numbers, he had some drops, like throws he put down the field on the money and just were drops. 
So he, he did look better. Mm. Well, yeah, you didn't cover the under 50 and a half. That was, uh, that's kind of a heartbreaker. You know, you didn't, you don't expect the backdoor cover there on the over, but, uh, you know, kudos to anybody bet the bet the over. That's a risky bet. Now, Next pick, San Diego State minus six and a half. You know, when we were talking about this pick, Eric, I didn't really take into account all the shit that's going on at San Diego State. I honestly, it completely slipped my mind that they've got all that off the field stuff going on there. You know, their offensive coordinator is pretty much an idiot. It's not good. The The situation there is not good. And I'd, I'd kind of let that slip my mind. And Arizona went up there and took care of business, you know, worked them over. So... <laughs> I don't know that I have any major takeaways from that game. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was aware of all that stuff here, Tom. I just, I guess, didn't really consider that as a factor. And that's the San Diego State game and the Louisville game. I'm just like, well, I don't feel like they were like really outrageous picks. And I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm surprised. It's um, I'm not stunned that they both missed. What, what did surprise me a lot was how those teams lost because they just they both got just physically dominated the whole game, and that's that's what I did not see coming. Yeah, I got to agree there. And then your last pick, your upset pick, Illinois over Indiana. The Bielma bus did not come through for you. I didn't watch the game, but from what I saw on highlights and stats, they didn't really look dynamic offensively as they did in the second half against Wyoming. Indiana kind of stifled them and made them play an ugly game, and it didn't work out for them. Yeah, it was an ugly game, and there's a little bad luck with a, a blown touchdown call in the second quarter that did not go my way and might have influenced some decisions later on that maybe would have helped me, but just got to wear it, man. It's It happened. Yeah, and like I say, I mean, you, you shouldn't hang your head too bad because you, you did have some bets on the fortune favors, the degenerate segment that you liked, and a lot of those hits, so... Nothing to hang your head over, you know. I mean, it's week one. It was crazy. I mean, you did start 0-4, but uh, I think you'll be fine. Nowhere to I think go but your head's, Yeah, I think your head's in the right place here. So, uh, all right, Timmy, I'm going to move over to you. And, uh, Timmy, uh, you went uh, – Two and two overall, one and two against the spread, but you did pick a did pick up an upset victory here. So I'm going to start you out on Thursday. Man, this game, holy shit, was I wrong about this game? I said West Virginia could not play with Pittsburgh, and I was dead wrong, man. West Virginia has got some athletes, especially Donaldson at running back. That guy looks like he could start for Alabama. I mean, he was a damn animal. True freshman. In the fourth quarter midway, he had like nine carries for 100 yards. I was like, good God. I mean, this guy's an animal. So uh, you did cover West Virginia minus seven and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, got a lucky break there with a uh, tipped interception for six and all that. It was, That game was wild. I mean, give me, give me a breakdown of what you saw here in the backyard brawl first time in a decade. No, it's like you said, man. I think you were underselling a little bit of the athletic and the talent on West Virginia. Like I said, man, West Virginia's got some dudes. You know, you left out Bryce Ford Wheaton, the uh, the big-time wide receiver who was just dominating them for almost the entire game. You know, the only thing I didn't like about West Virginia's, you know, attack was that they relied on JT Daniels to throw the ball 40 times. I think if you get him down into the low 30s and lean more on Donaldson, I think West Virginia cruises in this game by like 7 or 10 points. But unfortunately, they had to throw the ball you know, late uh, trying to drive down the field and ended up throwing a game-losing game pick. So it's unfortunate, but I think West Virginia acquitted themselves very nicely. 
Yeah, I agree there. I, I mean, it's tough luck for Bryce Four Wheaton because he, I mean, he was wide open on that pick. He, I mean, he was. It just went right through his hands, and Pittsburgh, you know, picked it off and made a good play. But uh, good call on West Virginia minus seven and a half. They did cover that barely. So, <sighs> Boston College minus seven. What the fuck are they doing? Losing to Rutgers. Y'all took a week off. I just wasn't important. Boston College has, you know, Phil Jerkovic, who's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks as seniors coming out, you know, NFL talent, big time hype. I I don't understand it, man. Uh, They choked, bottom line. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because I I, I bet a teaser and I teased them down to plus one and a half and they they lost by one and covered that. But I did not. I, I figured that was free money. And I was sweating it out. It was crazy. I I don't know, man. Boston College, they could be in for a long season. But, uh, I mean, I did take the under on them. But, man, I expected them to beat the likes of Rutgers. So, whew, interesting. But moving forward, uh, you picked Utah, minus three. Now, I did watch most of this game. I was flipping back and forth between this and Ohio State. Utah looked great. And I really, Timmy, I, I like the aggressive call at the end, you know, to try to pass and – but, I mean, did they make the right decision not just running it and then teeing it up for a game-tying field goal to take it to overtime? I mean, what do you think? I don't know, man. I'm with you. I like the call. I mean, you know, it's Utah playing in the swamp. You know, you're ranked. They're not, but it's still a big game atmosphere. And, you know, they were going for blood, man. I mean, you win that game, that's a statement game for you right there. So I'm all about it, man. I wouldn't second-guess the call. But this game boiled down to one thing for me, and it's your boy AR-15 looked like a completely different player from last year. That kid was electric. I don't know if he's going to continue that all season long, but if he does, look the fuck out, man. Florida's coming. Yeah, he uh, he finally looked healthy, I think. You know, last year he was banged up a lot, and this year he looks, like you said, like a different player. And I mean, Florida has their running game kind of impressed me a little bit. You know, uh, Travis Etienne's little brother, you know, is uh, the starting running back for Florida, or at least he got most of the the looks in that game. He looked really good. And I don't know, that game kind of went exactly like I thought Florida's offense would look like, you know, sort of a run first team. But uh, Florida's defense I mean, they didn't do anything to wow me, but I thought they did a good job of slowing Utah down enough to make it a game. And, you know, they just they came out on top, man. Great win at home. And uh, Kentucky coming to town this week, man. So it'll be really interesting to see if all the suspensions that Kentucky's got going on with Chris Rodriguez and others, if they hold up. But uh, I did say Utah plummeted today in the in the top 25, they're down to like 15th or 16th. So I, I don't think Utah should hang their heads here. I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll win most of their games. You know, we all pegged them as like an 11-win team. So And Billy Napier did not need any help with his headset. I'll just say that out loud right now. Yeah, no, he did not. But somebody that apparently did need help with his headset, <sighs> Brian Kelly. Ooh, boy. <laughs> this game was, I mean, Eric, I'm going to come to you first. This game was all of Brian Kelly's worst nightmares coming to fruition. I mean, talk to me about this game. I, I'm, I'm going to save my take for the end. I mean, what, what were your thoughts on LSU and Florida State? My biggest thought was that both of these teams can look back at this game and say, hey, if we had cleaned up you know, this mistake or that mistake, like either team can make a case that they should have won by three scores. 
I was really surprised at the amount of pressure Florida State was able to generate on defense up front without blitzing. Uh, Jaden Daniels did a lot of running, but uh, you know Brian Kelly's got some work to do, man. Between uh, you know between roster depth, I mean, he, there's really talented players there. They have NFL guys all over the field. They just don't have a ton behind them uh, on the sideline ready to come in. So depth is a concern he's got to work on. And then, how do I say this? Um, there at least appears to be the perception of some attitudes that need to get cleaned up. You know, I, And I think he will. I just don't think people should expect him to do that week one of year one. That's all. So, I mean, it was a fun game, entertaining game, great game to watch. Maybe not a great one to bet on, depending. I enjoyed it. Yeah, don't tell me about a great game to bet on. <sighs> Timmy, I mean, this game, like, like Eric kind of touched on, the, the attitudes, the culture, like Kayshawn Butte just quitting on a route that hit him right in the side that should have been a touchdown. He was irrelevant all night. Allie Gay just taking a fucking headshot at Jordan Travis and getting ejected for targeting. Uh, Mason Smith celebrating on a play and tearing his ACL. Poor guy. He's out for the year. Like, you know, shout out to him. Like, hope he gets better. I mean, talk to me about Brian Kelly because, I mean, you called this shit. You said FSU was going to win and uh, I don't know what's going on. Talk to me. I mean, for all the business-like attitude that Brian Kelly tried to bring in in the offseason, you know, about putting in work and, you know, this is a place where you come to win national championships and you got to be bought in. For all that shit that he spewed, I saw a very undisciplined team on the field. You know, you already highlighted a lot of the stuff. You know, the cheap shot is one. You know, blowing your ACL, celebrating is another. Two muff punts is another. They had a lot of bad penalties, procedural in nature. You know, that's that's just undisciplined stuff to me. You know, and then he's got his own roster management issues that he has to deal with. Jaden Daniels, not the answer at quarterback. Sorry. Uh, I think he needs to take a hard look at his depth chart and go with the Nussmeyer kid next week. Uh, But I don't know if he has the sack to do it. But, you know, like I've said before, two or three years, maybe Brian Kelly is the long play. But this year and probably next year, it's going to be a lot of work for him, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of regretting my overtake on LSU. Oh, geez. So, uh, Timmy, overall, you went one and two against the spread, but you picked up an upset pick there. So you, you finished with two points. So good for you. And, Are you guys uh, going to start uh, listening to me when I put LSU on upset alert from now on? Can we yes. just yes. establish that? All right, thank you. You're just like Texas, man. I just I got to see it. <laughs> yeah. Moving over to me, I'm going to breeze through these real quick. I bet LSU minus three and a half. Obviously, we just talked about that. That did not cover uh, Arkansas minus six and a half against Cincinnati. I think Arkansas before you know something about this that uh, i mean cincinnati kept this close i mean it was a touchdown game so barely covered six and a half but arkansas had some dudes go down on defense you know they had like a corner and a safety i think that went down during the game and that's really when cincinnati started finding some success so as long as those guys can come back healthy i think arkansas is in good shape you know they looked really good on offense they rushed for like 240 and threw for another 250. So really balanced attack. Cincinnati, I, I don't really have any major takeaways from them. I watched most of the game. I think their their quarterback is decent. But, I mean, I think they'll still be favored in most of their games in their conference this year. But, I, you know, they're definitely not the team they were last year based on what I saw. 
And speaking of teams that are what they were last year, Georgia. Uh, I made two score predictions on this game. One was 35 to 10. The other was 40 to 13. And it was worse than that on both accounts. Eric, 49 to three. I mean, seven offensive possessions, seven touchdowns. I mean, Georgia did exactly what they wanted to do. Stetson Bennett looked like fucking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's game game manager Stetson Bennett to you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, now, granted, I will uh, side with Timmy on him running around in the backfield and making people miss and chucking a ball into the end zone for a touchdown. That might work against Oregon, but it ain't going to work against teams like Florida or Bama. So, you know, good on him. No major takeaways from the game other than Georgia should be ranked number one. And then uh, my last pick, I picked Boise State to get an upset over Oregon State on the road. Uh, Boise State's quarterback got benched because he threw two bad interceptions and also fumbled. And their backup quarterback came in late in the first quarter and played the rest of the game. And they ended up losing 34-17 to because, Jordan, well, Oregon State got 17 points off turnovers in the, fourth, in the first quarter. So... You know, didn't expect their quarterback to have a just atrocious game week one, but that's what happened, and here we are. So I went two and two overall, two and one against the spread, and I'm tied with Timmy with two points, Eric with zero points. So we will be right back with you after a quick message from our friends at DraftKings. Hey football fans, the first Sunday of NFL season is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for the details. Hey guys, Jason Bailey of the South End Zone here. Lately, I've been listening to a ton of music, podcasts, audiobooks, that kind of thing. I really love to listen to music before I go work out and while I'm working out. And the reason that I love to do that is because I use Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. And with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me, I use them personally. I really like them. They're they're just they're fantastic. You get them sweaty, nasty. They're still fantastic. Now Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life, which is better than you're going to find pretty much anywhere else. And also better than you're going to find pretty much anywhere else is the price. They are half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's got over 50,000 five star reviews. I mean, some of the features that these things have are just fantastic. The three customizable sound profiles, the earbud tap function, noise isolation, aware 
awareness mode, the list goes on and on and on. And like I say, I personally use these things when I go to work out. You're not going to find a better pair of headphones. So just do yourself a favor and go to buyraycon.com TPPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com TPPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com TPPN. All right, welcome back into the South End Zone here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Now we got to get over the hangover, and we got to focus and look into week two. So, kind of a light week, but uh, we'll see what happens, man. So let's get into the picks for this week. Let's dive into week two. Eric, since you went 0-4 in week one, I'm going to start with you. So give me your first pick. What are you betting on this week? My first pick, I'm going to lay 6.5 points. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover versus Pitt. You son of a bitch. A little uh, unity in the ranks there. So, Timmy, you like that as well? I mean, give me a breakdown. What are we talking about? You think those guys are going to light up the scoreboard up there? Just based on what I saw West Virginia's offense, what they were able to do against Pitt's defense last week, I think Tennessee's offense is much more potent than West Virginia's. Not to take anything away from West Virginia, but I like Hendon Hooker to sling the ball all over Pitt's secondary. Uh, I've said before, the way they leave their corners out on an island all the time, I don't like it against Tennessee. Yeah, uh, my takeaway with the backyard brawl was it was a hard-fought game, evenly matched teams. I'm just I didn't come away with it really knowing how good either team actually is. I I'm still not sold on Pitt, but I think Tennessee's going to be a really good team and I think they're going to go in there and get a win. Hmm. All right, Timmy, I'm kicking it over to you. What's your first pick since Eric took yours? Well, since he took mine, I figured I would probably take one that one of you two was certainly going to take. Um, Somebody's got to have some action on this Iowa State-Iowa game. I'm going to put my skin on Iowa State plus three and a half because basically all they have to do is score four points. Because Iowa is not going to score anything. Their their defense slash special teams contributed to four points last week where their offense was only able to put up three. It was probably one of the most grotesque offensive performances I've ever seen in my life. They haven't improved at all from last year, and they are a dumpster fire on offense. I actually wouldn't give their offense credit for that three points if it were me, because that was a four-play or a three-play five-yard drive that they Very kicked true. a field goal on. Very true. God, starting to regret my over on Iowa as well. Oh, jeez. Tried to tell you. All right, so for my first pick, I'm going to take Arkansas at home against South Carolina. I'm going to take the over. Uh, the total's at 53 and a half. I think Spencer Rattler slings it around, especially with uh, a couple of DBs lost for Arkansas last week. Even if those guys come back, they might still be banged up a little bit. I don't have a ton of faith in South Carolina's defense, especially on the road. So I like Arkansas, South Carolina over 53 and a half. Eric, let's take it back to you. Give me round number two. I didn't think this one would still be on the board when it came up a uh, second time here. Uh, I'm going to lay five and a half with Florida against Kentucky. Actually, it's five uh, currently. I'm going to I'm going to echo that damn guy. I'm going to back him, and I'm going to lay the points with Florida. 
Yeah, I didn't want to touch this game, to be quite honest with you. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it if Kentucky didn't have what looks like to be three running backs out this game. Yeah, this one will kind of determine how I uh, feel about Florida for like the next six or eight weeks. I would uh, I would agree there wholeheartedly. So uh, all right, Timmy. And speaking of that, what what's now round number two for you here? All right, since Eric stole my money pick at uh, Tennessee minus six and a half, I'm going to play the same game, but I'm going to take the over at 65 and a half um, because I do think Tennessee lights the scoreboard up, but I think Pitt contributes just enough to uh, get the over, man. I do like the over here. I agree with you. Not something I would be willing to bet, but I don't think it's a bad take. (sighs) Okay, so... That being said, uh, I'm going to put my homer hat on for a second here, and I'm going to take Alabama at minus 20 and a half. I just don't think Texas can get stops. I think they'll score points. I do. I, I mean, I think they'll score a lot of points. The total's pretty high. You know, they they could potentially score 28, 30 points. Who knows? They've got some freaks on offense. But I just don't see any way on defense that they're going to be able to get an effective pass rush, and I don't think they're going to be able to get stops. I mean, do you guys think I'm crazy there? No, you're not crazy, but the only thing that kind of concerns me about that spread is the the potential to to biff the spread late in garbage time. I don't know, man. I'd be a little bit worried about that one. It's a possibility, for sure. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's a lack of faith in Texas's defense, really. I mean, that's that's bottom line what it is. Uh, Eric, start us off with round three before we get into the upset picks. As, as tempted as I was to go under 57 for UVA, Illinois, take another favorite. I'm going to fade the team that burned me last week because they didn't show me anything. So UCF minus six and a half versus Louisville. Oh, man. Hell hath no fury like the picks champion who went That's over right. four. Fuck you, Louisville. You're next, San Diego State. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say this. I don't have much faith in the Gus bus. I mean, this is well documented here on this podcast that I I got no love for the Gus bus. So if you want to ride him, I'm all for that. I don't hate that pick, but I refuse to bet on Gus Malzahn to cover a spread. So Timmy, round three. Uh, round three, I'm going to take another total. I'm going to play the West Virginia-Kansas game. And I'm going to take the over at 57 and a half. I think West Virginia's offense can definitely move the ball around on Kansas's defense. But I think Kansas can sling the ball around a little bit, too. I mean, they put up 56 points uh, against Tennessee Tech last week. So um, nothing to scoff at there. So 57 and a half, kind of a lower total, if you ask me. I'm taking the over, man. Oh, man. Well, you know me. I like the over on the Jayhawks this year, so I don't hate that pick. Whatever, man. You want to throw the over out there? I'm good with it. Throw it out there. I like it. So, uh, and uh, breathing breathing through this last pick for me, I I just can't pass it up. Iowa Iowa State, give me the under here. I I don't like it. It's 40 and a half. I think it's (laughs) – I mean, I think Eric. I think you bet this last year, didn't you? You bet yeah. on the Iowa State under. I, d- I did. It hit. Yeah, and so I I like it to hit again. Iowa, like you said, Timmy, it was a pathetic offensive performance. I don't think it gets any better from an FCS team to Iowa State. So give me Iowa Iowa State under forty and a half. 
Uh, Eric, upset picks. Who's losing this week? Well, you should know that. Texas Tech. Motherfucker. Yep, I got Houston over Texas Tech. Oh, nice. I like it. I don't hate that pick at all. I, I think, uh, I mean, I think I took the under on Texas Tech this year. I think you took the over. Is that correct? Am I mistaken there? I don't remember offhand. The, the Big 12 was goofy because there was Texas Tech was one of those teams where I could be talking to anything between four and eight wins. Yeah, I was over and you guys were under on Texas Tech five and a half. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that they can beat Houston. I, I would agree there. I mean, Houston, we talked about that game a little bit last week, uh, UTSA and Houston. That was actually a really good game for anybody who caught that game or caught the highlights. Went into three overtimes. Houston got the win. So still in the playoff picture. Should be interesting. Timmy, since he took your pick, who's your backup? Uh, my my backup pick I'm not as strong about, but I am I'm going to fade uh, Brett Bielma here, and I'm going to take Virginia uh, to outright beat Illinois. Uh, they're four-and-a-half-point dog in this game. Four-and-a-half-point dog. Yeah, uh, you bet on Bielma last year in this game, and he, uh, he let you down. Uh, yep. Virginia winning revenge there. tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think that's a good move for you after what what Bielma did to you last year. So Virginia over. So Virginia over Illinois. I don't hate that at all. I still think the party's over for Bielma. Good pick there. All right. Now, uh, for my upset pick, this is it's really frustrating because today I don't know. It was around noon. Fresno State was a a one point dog. And I was really looking forward to picking Fresno State at home as a one-point dog against Oregon State. And then as we got on the podcast, the line has changed, and they are a one-point favorite. So it has Ooh, left me... got the UNC Appalachian State treatment. Yeah. So it's left me just completely and utterly dejected. I have no idea what to pick. There's a, a, a handful of options here. <sighs> and I'm going to do something I never do. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to bet on Arizona and Oklahoma State. You could pay me to bet on that game. No chance. Oh, I was going to say, is that Mike Gundy's music? (laughs) No. No, 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 it's not. I'm not betting on that game. I'm not doing it. So given the fact that Fresno State is now a favorite and I no longer have any idea what I'm going to pick, I'm going to ride Mark Stoops. I'm going to ride Kentucky to get a win over Florida on the road here. I said at the beginning of the season that Kentucky would get to nine wins. I'm going to stick to that. I think Stoops gets a win on the road against the Gators and takes care of business. In the swamp? You kidding me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the swamp. I think, uh, you know, Florida's riding high after that big win over Utah. You know, maybe Kentucky comes in takes care of business i don't know we'll see i don't feel great about it given that i don't know the status of the running backs but like i said there's just really no other lines out there that i feel really great about taking i'm not willing to bet pittsburgh gets an upset at home plus six and a half i i just that's the last one that i really considered here was like could Pitt win (sighs) i'm just not willing to bet it so i'm gonna go with stoops plus five on the road as my upset pick And with that being said, let's get into fortune favors the degenerate real quick, this last segment here. And this is going to be a quick one because like like we've talked about, the slate this week is not great. So, uh, Eric, I'm going to bring this to you first since uh, we talked about BYU a little bit last week. Uh, Baylor is on the road at BYU. The total is 53.5, and BYU is, as of now, 
a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So what do we think about BYU at home against the defending Big 12 champs? I think I would take BYU just because they're at home. But I, I do plan on watching because I do think these are two pretty evenly matched teams, and I think it should be a really good game. Yeah, I would have to uh, I would have to agree there. I, I would uh, echo those sentiments. Timmy, you got a take on this game, BYU and Baylor? Uh, yeah, that I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, man. Um, I think it'll be a good game. But as far as betting the line, I, I don't know, man. You know, BYU's, what, three-point favorite right now? I, I think they're, they're two evenly matched teams. And, you know, like I said, I think it's going to end up being a brawl. Yeah, it's very possible. If I was going to bet it, I would bet the over. I would bet over 53-and-a-half. Eric likes BYU to cover three-and-a-half. I like the over. Timmy wouldn't touch it, so we'll see. That's a pretty big-time game with a uh, 10-15 Eastern kickoff. So great uh, late-night delight there on Saturday. And then a game that I touched on a little bit, a game that I I refuse to watch it because it's Gundy and Herm, my two arch nemesis. Uh, Timmy, Oklahoma State and Gundy are an 11-point favorite at home against Herm. Total is 57.5. Talk to me about the dumpster fire that is Arizona State and Gundy. For as much bad shit as you got to say about Mike Gundy, he usually has a solid product to put out there every Saturday. So I don't see of a reason why Oklahoma State can't cover 11 points. And everything that's going on in Arizona State, there's just too much disparity between the two football programs as a whole to make me think that Oklahoma State doesn't cruise easy in this game. Hmm. Well, Eric, do you agree with what Timmy's saying there? Yeah, mostly. I think they probably win by two touchdowns. I, th- I think they're just the superior team, and they're playing at home. Yeah, I would uh, I would tend to agree, but uh, usually the opposite of what I think Gundy is going to do happens. So give me Arizona State. <laughs> I, just, I think they cover the spread. I don't know. Wow. You got your Mike Gundy hater goggles on right now. That's what that is. I hate both of these teams. I, I wish they could both lose. Like there's these two coaches have cost me more money. Like I could have retired by now. Like it's oh Jesus. But regardless, another team that's been great against the spread, actually the number one team since 2016 in covering spreads, Fresno State is at home, minus one against Oregon State. A team that I faded a week ago, Eric. I mean, what do you what do you think about this game? Um, based on the, the bits and pieces I saw of their game against Boise, I would take Oregon State. They they look much better than I gave them credit for coming into the season, yeah, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I did bet the over on them, but uh, I thought they would have some quarterback issues coming out in week one, but it doesn't seem to be the case, man. They, they do seem to look pretty good. And then, uh, Timmy, I'm throwing this one in your direction since you faded Arizona so hard to start the season. Uh, Mike Leach in Mississippi State is on the road. At Arizona State, minus 11. Total is 59 and a half. What do you got? Give me Leach all day, man. I think he uh, he tries to put up triple digits on them fools. <laughs> it most certainly could happen. I, I, I agree with you. I think Will Rogers slings it all over the field. The only thing that gives me pause is Leach has been known to lay an egg here and there. So it wouldn't shock me because, I mean, how, how up can you be for an Arizona team? Well, it's an Arizona team that – that just won by 18 points against an ACC team. It's not. It's maybe not the Arizona of last year. Like he's got. He's got to think he he needs to take him seriously coming into this. Well, I mean, he does have a lot of experience in the Pac-12. Maybe he goes over there and takes care of business. I don't know. 
Well, with that being said, we can uh, shut her down for the week, and uh, we'd like to thank our corporate sponsors, DraftKings and uh, Raycon Earbuds. And uh, we will be back with you next week with our uh, breakdown of uh, our week three bets and our uh, coverage on the week two bets that we all just, you know, we're I think we're going 12-0 and 0 this week, boys. Am I crazy? Absolutely. Yeah, fingers crossed. I, I, I just, I know I need to make a little better effort. Yeah, well. We'll see what happens. But uh, all right. Well, we'll be back with you next week. And until then, see you guys later. Thank you very much. Have a great day.